Hey, everyone. Christian and I welcome you back to Mondays with Mindy, season two. (laughs) Could you believe it? (laughs) (laughs) We did it, kiddo. How else to launch our new season, but with one of my first ever co-stars. She and I met when we were both in our tweens and worked together for the next 10 years. Besides working and going through some of our most formative years together, we are also obviously the dearest of friends. Maybe not so obviously, but we truly are the dearest of friends. We call each other sister. She has become one of my most trusted touchstones, advisors, and confidants. She's a wonderful actor, a powerhouse of a producer, director, and mother of two of my most favorite humans on the planet. A wife, entrepreneur, and now lifestyle podcaster. Of course, I'm talking about the force that is Kim Fields. Kim has been working as an actress practically her whole life. Uh, Before the Facts of Life, she had already done numerous commercials, guest spots, and another series, which is what I recognized her from when I met her, called Baby, I'm Back. Huh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it went for a a couple seasons there. Post-Facts, she went on to co-star in another hit sitcom, One Wasn't Enough, called (laughs) Living Single. She's never stopped working and has even done stints on reality television, a season on the Bravo Housewives of Atlanta and Dancing with the Stars. She moved into directing and has been at the helm of numerous hours of television and last year produced and starred in the Lifetime movie, You Light Up My Christmas, in which she got Lisa, Nancy and me to do and, you know, come and film some cameos. It's amazing. Only she could get us to do that, let me say. I guess I should say yes to the answer, the question that always comes up. We will always, all four of us, will always and forever want to work together. So any producers out there who have a suggestion, (laughs) we're game. Uh, While she and her husband, Chris, have been raising their two sons, Sebastian and Quincy, they've also co-created and launched their successful coffee line signature blends. Once we are able to go back to working, Kim will resume shooting a new sitcom for Netflix. Nice. It's called The Upshaws, and it is starring Wanda Sykes and Michael Epps. Christian, let's get this conversation started with my soul sister, shall we? I think we shall. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the season premiere of season two with our very special guest, the very talented Kim Fields. Hi, Kim. Hi, guys. Hi, girl. Hi, love bug. How are you? So good to see you. I'm good. I'm good. I'm really good. Welcome to Mondays with Mindy. Um, Christian and I... During this time of COVID, I'll just remind everyone out there how this came to be. I just, one of the things that I missed was just talking and being with fellow creatives. And so we kind of decided to have conversations about it. So we start each episode, little canister of secrets made by Johnny Adler. We randomly pick five questions and just kind of start from there. We do a high dive. Okay. All right. So here we go. All righty. (laughs) What assumptions do people make about you that are wrong? That I'm always happy, <laughs> nothing bothering me, that I don't go through anything. Huh. Mm-hmm. Ooh, not true. Ditto. Yeah, you're a human. You've got some feelings, too. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Don't, don't let the face fool you. <laughs> uh, what is the best advice you've been given and who gave it to you? Oh, well, I've got a lot of great people in my village, uh, present company included. Uh, but I think uh, one of the best pieces of advice, of advice was from... Uh, beloved Blair Underwood, who said, don't be a blessing blocker. Oh, yeah. yeah. He he hit me square in the face with that one right there. And where it came from was he said, Kim, you don't like to ask for help. And you don't realize that people are standing by that, you know, are there and ready, willing and able to help you that are part of your 
village. And when you don't let them, it's not a sign of weakness or a sign of vulnerability. There's strength in that acknowledgement and there's a blessing because somebody is waiting to be a blessing to you by helping or by doing whatever it is that they do yeah. uh, in, in your life. So that's that's been a, a good one. For some odd reason, that resonates with me just a little. <laughs> I really like that, though. That's really wise. Go Blair. I yeah. do, too. I know. Thank you, Mr. Underwood. Miss Cohn yeah. is forever. Not just grateful. not just good looking, but also very wise. Yeah. Right. Oh, how irritating. <laughs> I, um, call him, I call him my iron lighthouse because... We both are from that, um, we're cut from that iron sharpens iron yeah. mentality. Uh, but then also, um, he's, he's just always been my lighthouse for over 30 years. Just when I'm in calm waters, when I'm in a raging storm, mm-hmm. uh, whatever the case may be in my life, uh, he is just always there as my, as my beacon and, and my source of great, great light and strength. Love that. Love I love that. that. Yeah. 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 Uh, what is your favorite place to travel and why? Um, it's a tie. Okay. Uh, I love um, the Caribbean because I'm a water baby and I love uh, the islands and my uh, ancestry is uh, traced back to like most people of color, the, the islands and the Caribbean, but also um, Vancouver, as you know, Mindy, and I want to say that was one of the last times that I've saw you actually in person Mm -hmm. that was when we were in vancouver working so i love working there same it's beautiful beautiful city and and then again it's it's you know water yes yes water okay this is going to be challenging for you i know and i won't hold you to it but just in this moment who is the most fascinating person you've met mindy cone oh knock it off (laughs) (laughs) knock it off uh, I don't get to say you. Thank you, though. I w- and by the way, in this time, I will so take it. I happen to be one needy bitch at this moment. Um, <laughs> for thank you, thank you. Uh, but truly, because I know, I know many people have touched your life, and you've touched theirs. I mean, some pretty impressive people. Yeah. Anybody um, come to mind off the top of your head? Yes, and and because uh, it it truly. Um, broke my heart when she left us unexpectedly, uh, Zinzi Mandela. Mm. Mm-hmm. A really wonderful human being and, and a dear sister friend and um, has always intrigued me, has always been fascinating. And not just because her last name is Mandela. Right. Uh, all of the sacrifices that came with that as a child uh, and young adult um, and then carrying on legacy and just the, the trauma that their family has been through and then that her people have been through yeah. um, specifically in South Africa and everything. So all of that aside, um, she fascinated me uh, also because of um, how she was a, a diplomat. She was an ambassador. Um, she, um, was also just in, in spite of it all, had the most magnificent smile and laugh and spirit. So she always intrigued me. Yeah. That's a good one. Okay. Last one before we do a deep dive into creative process and such. Kim Fields, what scares you? Because you are quite fearless, I must say. Well, thank you. I, I'd like to think that I am fearless, um, but in the quiet of my soul, if I mm-hmm. really were to acknowledge it, uh, it's dying young, Ooh. which I 
was like, well, bitch, you 51. No, so. no. <laughs> so no, I know. I know what you're saying. The boy. The- for you right now. No, listen, you know that my motto since we were kids yeah. was the best is yet to come. I still feel that way. Yeah. And yes, I know that you mm-hmm. feel similarly. It's like you don't want to miss out on what's going to happen with the boys. Yeah. You. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I get it. And, you know, when when I really acknowledged that that was a fear of mine, when I saw the movie Evita, the movie mm-hmm. Evita with Madonna and Antonio Banderas, and I, when she... You know, and I knew the story of Ava Perone, but just, you know, in that moment and I was in my late 20s and uh, I just cried and cried and cried and, and really connected with that that sense. And of course, I don't let it rule me and I don't live in that 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 sentiment. Right. But that is something that if I'm really grown woman about it, that's that's what it would be. Yeah. Well, that makes sense to me. Yeah. So, you know, we've talked about uh, in the intro, the acting, the producing, the directing, the all of it, um, the company, being an entrepreneur. Just a few things that you're involved in. Just a few. Just a a couple. I mean, I'm exhausted just watching (laughs) you. Um, (laughs) What or who inspires you right right in this moment, right in this during this time, which I know is such a funky time. But what are you inspired by? Um, Erica Badu. Yeah. And I call her my creative compass because she's just talk about you know, fearless. I was yeah. gonna say she's fearless <laughs> in her own way. Um, and you know, just remains such a game changer and a trailblazer. And even in these moments of quarantine, everything else, this did a concert in her bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> And, and it was amazing. Of, and it was amazing. Yeah. Exactly. And and she broke all kind of records with that. And she yes. doesn't set out to do all of that. She was setting out to make sure that her and her family and her team kept, kept working. working. Yeah. Because when you're a musician and your concerts, all your gigs are canceled. What the hell else can you do? Yeah. And you're responsible wow. for 50 people. Exactly. Exactly. And so I just, I, I, you know, what motivates her, her, her sisterhood um, mm-hmm. has been a tremendous treasure to me for decades. Um, I do well. have to feel Chris, Christian in a little that Kim has these touchstones that also happen to be not just iconic, but you know, I have such crushes, Erica being one of them. And of course, her dear friend, Questlove, who I just want to have children with. I no longer can physically, but (laughs) but in my mind and in my soul, we could bear beautiful children together. You truly could. You truly could. Uh, Maxwell still blushes at the thought of knowing that you are such a fan. When uh, I sent him... Oh, I love Maxwell. I mean, Kim Kim just kind of name drops these these people who, who are... Her creative brothers and sisters. I mean, it's not it's not just a friendship. Right. And it's just, you know, I sit here sort of in the corner like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I know her. I'm friends with her. Uh, Anyway, um, now I know between the different mediums, there are different creative processes that you go through. But just tell me some of your as you define it, because everyone's different. What does your creative process involve? Being prepared, Mm. being prepared. I don't think that you can overstate that. Yes, you can over prepare. And so the freshness and the the spontaneity and the adventure can get a little sucked out of of the the moment. 
um, if you are over prepared. Um, but um, I think overall, just um, it, well, number one, I never want to be caught being unprepared, you know, and I've instilled that in our, our kids, you know, when they get ready for school or for class or for camp or for whatever it mm-hmm. may be. And that is just that's a foundational tenet. Yeah, very important. Uh, but but um, when I prepare, whether it's preparing for a role, a meeting, mm-hmm. um, I'm a craftsman. I, I, I love looking through that lens at myself, at life. I'm an adventurous craftsman. And so that means I, I love to prepare. You, you want to always be ready for whatever comes your way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I also have to say this about you, and we've talked about this a lot, um, just how open you are to opportunities and how, mm-hmm. first of all, generous you are about sharing those opportunities, but in creating them, that hustle. And, you know, for me, I feel hustle has gotten a bad rap because I do think there's something about being a craftsman, a journeyman, a gypsy, uh, creative, that you you must be a hustler as well. You must yeah. self-generate. Yes, absolutely. You must. Even if you're not a creative, you could be corporate, but you better know how to hustle in the corporate world. Yep. Yeah, you have to. Now, you know, when you cross the line and you're a criminal, that's that's too much. <laughs> <of it. laughs> that's a different kind of hustle. But, but you, <laughs> but Kim, you tread a line that I I don't I don't see often, which is that you have such a healthy hustle, but at the same time, never cross the line of being too self-aggrandizing or self-promoting in a way that puts people off. And honestly, it's rare. Yeah, it's I just agree. rare. And so I wonder what goes through your mind to walk mm-hmm. that tightrope. Thank you. I, I appreciate that, sis, very much, um, because it, it is a conscious, intentional, yet very authentic mm-hmm. part of my process with all of this. Um, for example, um, I have the line of coffee. Yes. Okay. And uh, sometimes my team will be like, hey, can you post about this? Can you you know, do that? And I said, listen, um, the coffee line it's certainly strong enough product-wise to stand on its own merit. Right. Um, but I have to be careful that I never look like I'm a peddler. Right. You know, and they've even said, do you see all the other celebrities out here that have product or this or a line or whatever? And they use their platform for all these things. And I said, yes, I do. I completely see that. And that's why I'm not. I have to be very selective. It's being, um, it's being selective. It's being, um, creative about it Mm -hmm. um for example you might see me drinking my coffee my post uh a few days ago and i was drinking a cup of coffee that says signature blend so you certainly saw (laughs) and i tagged them Mm -hmm. but it's not saying you know on sale now and you know that sort of thing um, and, and so I just find that there are ways to be more subtle. I told a dear friend of mine once, I really adore his acting style because it's like an iron fist in a velvet glove. <laughs> and mm-hmm. that's how I approach my, my branding mm-hmm. opportunities and exposure and process um, is, is, is just like that, where you want to be really subtle, but very impactful mm-hmm. so that you know, number one, people want to see more as opposed to, oh, would you go away and mm-hmm. sit down somewhere? Because right. mm-hmm. I know I, I feel that a lot about certain, you know, brands or celebrities. Yes. Or oh, yes. Um, and so it's it's really cherry picking, you know, in certain relationship models, they call it build, they call it build, pick your battles. Right. Um, battle, 
Uh, but definitely, I think you just have to be strategic about it. Yeah. And that's my process. Yeah. No, I, 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 I applaud it. And I'm always, you know, that I always comment on it. Um, cause I, I, I just, you know, I sure hope in my fifties, I start to develop that. Cause I seem to be very, very, it's very easy for me to push people who I believe in forward mm-hmm. and not myself. And you, you are my example of that. Another example, you know, I fell in love with theater as a fan very early on. My mother took us to theater, but you know, cause we've talked about it. Your mother yes. is instrumental in me having theater be my number one medium that I love. Mm-hmm. And it obviously leads me to the question thinking about your mom. Does does where you grew up and whom you grew up around, does that influence your aesthetic at all or how you how you go about your business and your life? Yes, but not in the way that one would think. Mm-hmm. Um, where, where I grew up in terms of Harlem and the creative legacy that is Harlem um, from the Apollo, the Cotton Club, Lenox Lounge, I mean, just um, you know, Minton's Playhouse. I mean, you can go on and on in terms of the actual venues right. um, that were home to, you know, and still home to great, great creatives and their masterpieces. My own mother, like you mentioned, Chip Fields, um, my grandmother, who was a dancer at the Savoy and with Billy Eckstein and Pearl Bailey, my connection to Pearl Bailey. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot. Um, but when you talk about the aesthetic and being inspired in that way, sure, there are times when I go, I was born in the wrong period. I was born <laughs> from the 40s. And, and, you know, and then, you know, it's like, well, hold on. That was a nice period, you know, clothing wise, but life wise, mm-hmm. you don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but um, my inspiration from my creative ancestors and 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 birthplace Mm -hmm. is mostly in terms of I don't want to let them down Mm -hmm. I I don't and that and letting them down is not an option you know and I don't feel it as a pressure right it's not pressure at all or obligation it's a it's a desire I I I do not desire letting them down so that's where where it comes from in terms of those connections and how I'm inspired in that way. And even people that I've not met, you know, Langston Hughes mm-hmm. or Lane or you're just, you know, James Baldwin, Nikki Giovanni. I mean, there's so many um that that you just go, Yeah, I I um I don't want to let you down. Yes. You know, from my work ethic to um my own visions to um, even quiet conversations that I had, like when we would go and visit, uh, we went to visit Ruby D at mm-hmm. her home not long before she passed. And, um, you know, just just those kinds of connections where you go. Yeah, gotcha. I got it. Yeah. Yep. I do have to say it's fascinating having just work with I mean, I can't believe I'm saying it like this, but like, I don't know how else to say it like the younger generation. <laughs> you know, it seems there's just such little interest in the history of what we do and who's come before us and the knowledge of that, it seems to have stopped with us, I've yeah. noticed. And yeah. when I was working with these delightful, talented, lovely people, I would mm-hmm. drop a name of a legend, you know, and they'd mm-hmm. be like, and yeah. so it got into the habit where literally they would just say, I know men, Google it. Cause I'm like, please Google okay. that and let's have coffee over okay. it tomorrow. Shall we? You know, right, it, right, it, right. it was so frustrating, but at the same time, it's like, please, please Google this person. Like it's necessary. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. you know, she's why you're here. Truly. One of the reasons yeah. why you're here and doing this. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'm, I'm going to bring with that. Right. Mind, if I may, I think mm-hmm. part of our um, beautiful 
And I get, you know, responsibility can be a tricky word for some people, but um, I feel like that's, that's a part of the goal, if not responsibility, is to make a healthy connection to history mm-hmm. and to your own personal history mm-hmm. or your, the history of whatever your industry is or That's your right. passion is. Um, because, you know, they, they feel like either, number one, we've been told so many lies in just quote, quote unquote normal history mm-hmm. that is like, oh, forget about it. Or mm-hmm. history is written by whoever won. Yeah. That's who wrote history. Mm-hmm. But I feel like when people start making conscious decisions in terms of history from a different vantage point right and understanding how glorious those connections are um then the knowledge and the love for gathering that knowledge i think will be restored listen part of my excitement is to be the geraldine page or the ruth gordon or the cloris leachman for younger actresses that they were to me you know what i'm saying i mean I'm excited by that. I, I don't have a fear of it. I'm, I'm welcoming it with open arms, you know? You ain't going to be there for a long ass time, but when you do, you'll wear those shoes and walk in them beautifully, but you ain't there yet. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, mm-hmm. lovey. Mm-hmm. Christian, yes. I think now would be a great time to surprise Kim with uh, our sponsor. A, a little sponsor today. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we have a official sponsor today that is Signature Blends by Kim Fields. It, it, <laughs> you won't do it, we will. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> It is a full-service distributor of coffee, teas, and beverage-related supplies. They offer high-quality gourmet coffee, beverage services to corporations, small businesses, schools, hotels, farmers markets, local grocery stores, and of course, you at home individuals. It was founded in 2017 by our very special Kim Fields in Atlanta. Signature Blends has set the bar for delivery. We love her coffee. We're sure you will too. We encourage you to go to signatureblendsbykf.com and shop for some today. We will also have that available on mondayswithmindy.com where we've got some show notes, a little bit more information you can find out about Kim. Learn more about all of her projects because... As we've mentioned, she has a few. Mm -hmm. There's many. (laughs) Uh, Exactly. And always will be. Exactly. Uh, You can connect with us on the podcast. We're available on every major podcast player and network. We're also on YouTube where you are watching us. If you are watching us, if you like what you're seeing, give us a thumbs up, hit the bell to subscribe and uh, come back next week. We're looking forward to starting our second season and we're already off to a bang. So we're thankful that we've got Kim here today. Thank you so much. It's what we do. (laughs) What do you splurge on, Kim? That is hilarious. Why? Um, What's going on? What did you What did you just get? What did you and Chris do? No, no. Oh. That, that's why it's funny because I frustrate the hell out of him on this. <laughs> because he's like, would you please go and buy some clothes? Would you please go and buy some shoes? Would you please go and buy this? And I'm just like, no, nah, I'm I'm good. Or it's like, you know, I said, well, you know, I, I, I went and I, I, I went to the, sur- I love surfing. I mean, not surfing, no, because I never have. I love shopping at surf shops. Mm. Oh, so not surfboard shops, right. but the apparel. Yeah, the, right. the beachy kind of. Yeah, I, no, I feel I, you. I love that. So, like, I love wearing um, Billabong and um, Citizen of the Sea, and I'm always in Rip Curl and all that stuff. So, anyway, um, I told him, I said, "Well, you know, I just spent like almost a grand in in, in a whole bunch of stuff for me. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good." He's like. Do you realize that's like a drop in the bucket, but not really <laughs> considering all that you have to do? Yes. And all that you're, you know, and he's, 
But in a heartbeat, honey, I will be at. Oh, I've seen you. I've seen you turn it out. Okay. Every home store on the planet (laughs) buying fruit bowls and little like I'm out here with this little patio area. Yes. At the property right now and I'm like oh look at these little tables and, <laughs> but I will, that that's you know an outdoor living yes oh, yeah that I blurred on so I bought this okay. fabulous little curved day bed with the you know yes but that's that's my sport mm. you and my mother who by the way sends her love her and dad I know I love them so they much. love you but right back Thank you. Okay, so you know I'm going to go there because when we're on anything like this, people want to go there. But I want you to talk about your trajectory from when you started to where you are now. And I think a lot of times people, and especially I must say in the business, I'm talking about casting directors and agents and managers. I don't think give enough credit to those of us who have started early and identify as the creatives that we are, that we're grown. We're different. Yeah. Yeah. So will you talk a little about that, like your trajectory from baby on back to facts of life to just being a working actor at a young age and then as an adult, whatever you want to say on it. I mean, when I I think about it, when I actually stop and and put some brain cells on it, which honestly is not often because I'm always I'm about forward motion. You know, it's not that I'm not grateful and I do give thanks, as you know, I mean, just all the time. Yes, ma'am. That sense of um, looking back as I am in forward motion, in trajectory mode. I feel like what has gotten me through the entire ride. So far. So far um, with my sanity has been perspective um, and motivation. Meaning, number one, um, I didn't start out in this business because I wanted to be famous or rich and or because I was that little kid that wanted to be a performer mm-hmm. Not at <laughs> all. Super shy little kid. Shy, grown ass woman. Yes. But um, I very much so. We, God knows you. We all know you didn't start out doing you were minding your business. <laughs> and somebody thought you were amazing. And you up. No, but my point, my point is, is that we didn't have a sign on our on our neck saying, see me, hire me. A stage parent. Yeah, exactly. We weren't those Mm-mm. kids. We weren't those kids. Yeah. And even when, even when we became a part of the fabric of that, we, when that became a part of our narrative, we still weren't those kids. Mm-hmm. And so we still were not raised by those kinds of parents. Right. Yep. Our parents are not and were not and never will be stage parents. Um, they always remained parents who always parented mm-hmm. their children. Yeah. And we were not the heads of our households. Exactly. And and they weren't so enamored by what we did and who we knew and the money and all that. None of that. No, you, you're going to be a fine human being. <laughs> That's what's right. going to happen for this house. Right. And those are the households we were raised in. But in terms of the trajectory, yeah. I also, especially once I got grown and or, or just more of a young adult into my grown woman, um, I never looked at it as I'm a star or I'm a celebrity. My, my only view of it was I'm a working actor. I'm mm-hmm. a working director. Or mm-hmm. I ain't a working actor right now. <laughs> I'm familiar. I'm a, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a student or whatever it may be. And so I, I so, so understanding that that's a part of the life, mm-hmm. but that's not the life. And so that's also not what motivates me. 
Um, and so I think that's what keeps the fire in my belly. That's what keeps me, you know, on the, the roller coaster ride because it is a trajectory, but sometimes that trajectory will drop yeah. down and, and, it, and then bring you back up. Right. Well, and I do have to say, it's one of the things I have appreciated our friendship over the years is that as often as we celebrate the successes of what's gone on for you and what you've created and manifested, if, if you want to call it that, um, mm-hmm. you're also very, very ready to discuss the downfalls and the rejections and the the low points, which is yeah. to me just a life well lived. Again, going back to that normalcy of like just being a human being. Yeah. Unfortunately, ours are public. Right. Yes. So, yeah. it's, you know, I just, you know, I always say, well, that's why I have a cone backbone. Because I couldn't do it without <laughs> being raised by the people that I was raised with yeah. and developing that backbone. It has very little to do with anything else. Yeah. That's right. And I just noticed that you have the same thing that pick yourself up. Dang, that was disappointing. All right. Oh, well. OK. Yeah. Yep. I was always kind of taught that the lows are just as important as the highs. So, you know, mm-hmm. you can celebrate the, the good times when you're at the peak because those are yeah. worth celebrating. A lot of hard work went into them. There's going to be times mm-hmm. when that ebbs down or ebbs in a different direction and it doesn't feel as great. And you start to question, yeah. like, I mean, at least I do. Yeah. Am I doing this right? Am I doing this wrong? But, you know, mm-hmm. I think we've all learned so many times from falling on our faces that, you know, don't mm-hmm. wear those shoes next time because you can't walk so well in them. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Right. Well, I'm not. I'm- Unlike the rest of us, and I, I will say, you know, Nancy had had some success with the division, et cetera, but you really were the only one of the four of us. And, you know, I worked just never at the level of success of Facts of Life right after, but you just popped right into living single. And I always wonder how that affected you because while, talk about a surfing reference, you know, I just, you know, got off a wave, got on a wave, got off a wave. You kind of kept riding yeah. very high. Cowabunga. Yeah. <laughs> Did it feel like that or not? No, it did not feel that way. Huh. Okay, thank you. That's what I wanted to talk to you about. Yeah, because the reality is when Facts of Life, uh, when we finished in, um, what, 88? 89. Sep- 89. Okay, yeah. So when we finished there, um, I went, you know, I finished up at Pepperdine. Mm-hmm. I'd created my talk show up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, there was, you know, the occasional guest appearance here and there. But there were plenty of times where I thought either I was going to go into the junior executive program at NBC mm-hmm. and try to be a network exec because I wasn't working as an actor. <laughs> and then the real slap in the face slash inspiration came when Spike Lee, John Singleton, Julie Dash, when they all hit the scene in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. And um, you had this wonderful, I can't even call it a resurgence, this surge mm-hmm. of um, black creatives out of New York and L.A. But when I tell you they weren't checking for a bitch at all, <laughs> at all. Yeah, I was with you. All. And yeah, you were. And and so, you know, for me, for Malcolm, for Blair, it almost had that yeah. thing. Of, well, they've had theirs. So right. let's give other right. a chance. Um, you know, they're, they're good. They're fine. They're cool. They, they, they're, they're famous already. Let's mm-hmm. give other people a chance kind of thing. Um, and because of the types of characters we played between Cosby, L.A. Law, Facts of Life, we were all considered, you know, like the, the good black folks hmm. kind of thing. Interesting. Positive almost bubblegum type images. Right. And so, number one, that's how we started directing. Mm-hmm. Um, how we started taking roles, especially like with Blair when he did Just Cause. Yes. And things where he was the bad guy, quote unquote. 
um, because we really had to work on those things. But there were plenty of long months of no work, no inspiration. Yep. Reading, you know, inspirational books cover to cover and magazines cover to cover and still nothing um, where you go, okay, my money's all right, but now I'm done with college and ain't made that kind of money. Mm-hmm. So let's see if there's some coins in the couch cushions. And, <laughs> yes. You know, that sort of thing. Um, but at the end of the day, um, it was so difficult, which is why the first thing you asked me is, you know, what do people think that's just not true? Yes. Is that I didn't do nothing. I have had my own sense of struggle. Of course. Right. I have had those moments where you doubt and you think, this, okay, that was it. Yes. Let me and well, you know, stuff. I have to interrupt you and get on my hot horse because you know what my misunderstanding is because we talk about it. I... I am so taken aback how many people think you and I are sitting on what I call friends money or Seinfeld money that people don't realize just because Facts of Life is still airing. And by golly, it is. Mm -hmm. You know, we we do not get paid. We are not paid the residuals that people think that we do. So the the fact that I mean, this is when I go, you know, toot our horns to do is, you know, the fact that that you and I have um created the life that we have started to become accustomed to right, through right. working is yeah. really to me my my badge of honor mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. most people don't really recognize that they just think well if you don't want to work that's your choice and i love what you're sharing about you know no there's other factors in there like the industry saying you're yeah. this and right. not that exactly. yeah. yeah and not only that it's not just your choice but that you don't have to like either emotionally right. or financially to survive it's like you're yeah. fine you're good yeah, yeah. right you're good. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, the truth of the matter is you have to, and Christian, you touched on this as well, you know, you have to figure out for you what works for you right. when you're going through it. Yeah. Yes. Um, I, I keep threatening to write a book called How to Go Through When You're Going Through. Please do. Because, <laughs> yeah. because, Mine is in the hallway. Right. <laughs> How to live in the hallway. Right. You know, and you have to figure that out for yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to figure out when you are not just at the at the low because it is the the, the you're in valley season. Yeah. Um, and some people use that time to you know self self preserve and self care and and do the mental checks and do all the great stuff that yes is very positive and helpful. But when you do all of that and you still ain't got no job or you still ain't got no man or no woman or no love or no pet no plant no you ain't got. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know, how do you get through those times at minute to minute, yeah. hour to hour, day to day, month to month? Because you, you, you have to figure that out, what works for you in those times mm-hmm. so that you don't go crazy. Going crazy is just it's, it's not an option to lose your sanity. Yes. To lose your soul. Right. So you got to figure it out, baby. Go and volunteer. Go and get on somebody's something to be able to, um, number one, exercise your mind. Yes. And get out of yourself and get out of yourself, get out of your way, get out of your creator's way Mm -hmm. uh, and help somebody else. Yes. Because while you're doing that, then that's when your creator looks and goes, okay, they trust me enough to know they ain't got to look at me waiting. Like what you doing? What you doing? That's right. They're helping. They're helping one of my other kids right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, let me take care of this for them. Yeah. That's what I think anyway. No, I, I 
Ditto. I love that. I will ditto that. Yay. Okay, so answer the question why you did the season of Housewives of Atlanta. So uh, that was 2015, 2016. Yes. And uh, I was on the verge of celebrating my 40th year in the industry. Yep. Wow. I said to my team, um, let's just only look at uncharted waters. You know, I'd been um, given some projects to look at and I felt like it was characters I'd already played or, or playgrounds I'd already played in. Hmm. Um, and I just wanted that sense of, well, what haven't I done? new waters, uncharted waters, expect the unexpected. And if you really were paying attention, I use that hashtag all the time back then, Mm -hmm. expect the unexpected, because that's what I wanted for myself, first and foremost, to keep it interesting, to keep it fresh. Because if you've been doing something for 40 years, if it ain't interesting or fresh to you, then it's just some bull and you got to get out. Mm -hmm. that's not where I was. I, I love my industry. I love our industry mm-hmm. and all the different facets of it. And so it became, okay, well, what are uncharted waters? There's reality. Nah, not sure about that. There's competition. Nah, I'm highly competitive. So perhaps mm-hmm. there's sci-fi, there's dark um, graphic novels, there's this. So there's all kinds of genres. And so as we were looking at all the genres and projects that were coming in, creating projects, yeah. wives came knocking and we were like, um, y'all know you call Kim Fields, right? This, this is that Kim. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. And we said no twice. I'm sure. And asked the third time and, you know, we talked about it with the family. I was like, well, you know what? It's definitely uncharted waters. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that we can do for a season and then go and right. do all the other stuff that we do. So you were not nervous to be Kim Fields on television? I wasn't nervous about being Kim Fields on television. I actually, I had looked forward to it because, like we started out by talking about, people have very specific um, preconceived notions yes, you know, sure. about me or my life. And because... I'm somebody that they've seen since I was seven years old, Mm -hmm. their personal spaces in their living rooms, you know, for the most part, and that they've spent money to go see, whether it's in a play or, or, you know, streaming something, whatever it may be. Um, So, so that's, that's the answer is it was uncharted waters that, you know, Mm -hmm. when you look at what came after that, then dancing with the stars, again, uncharted waters. Um, yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so it was 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 um, just the, the perfect storm at that. Did you regret yeah. doing it or do you think it actually worked to your advantage? No, not at all. She doesn't live that way. Yeah, I don't I don't live in regrets. Um, I, I it wasn't about it being to my advantage or not. Um, did I achieve what I had set out to achieve in that based on what my motivation was? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's Good. awesome. Yeah. And uh, hopefully within the next four weeks or so, you will be back on the set of The Upshaws. Yes. yes. Amen. Congratulations on that, my love. I'm so absolutely thrilled for you. It just seems like a really fun, great project. It really is. Working with Mike Epps and Wanda Sykes has just been phenomenal. And working for Netflix. I mean, when you've worked for networks for as long as we have, you know, and you've gotten to see how they run and who runs them and all that. And Netflix, I mean, they're just a game changer, mm-hmm. not just the content, but the people who are there starting with Ted and, you know, flowing on down to the executives and things. So they, um, 
it's it's just such a great company to work for. Um, but that said, you know, I'm also uh, on hold as soon as they say, you know, we can be back at work in Canada. I've got at least one, if not two uh, projects that I'm on tap to produce and, and direct and star in out there. Awesome. So looking forward to it. The best. Well, I love you. You know that. Thank you so much for gracing us with your presence on Mondays with Mindy. Thank you so much. And I'm I'm so happy to be here in the guest and Yes. Kiss the men in your life for me. Yeah, Kim, we thank you very, very much. I mean, myself personally, I was a longtime fan. Like this is, it's so great to see you. It's so great to have you on the show to hear your perspective. Um, I think you really gave people a lot of perspective into the sort of business and into your life. So we appreciate that very much. Ladies and gentlemen, it is our pleasure. And we thank very much, Ms. Kim Fields. Just in time for the Santa Barbara train. I love it. I love it. Personal trumpeteer. Oh my God. I mean, we the timing that. of that, that is part of the show. such rock star status. Absolutely. Exactly. I and love it. to the homeowner. I love it. <laughs>